Every day is a great day on The Buzz with Bernie. I'm Kara Gormley Metter here with your host, Bernie Maybank. Thank How are you. you, Bernie? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to get right to it today because we have a lot to talk about. Susie Shannon is the president and CEO of the South Carolina Council on Competitiveness, and she joins us here today. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Welcome. Before we get to it, and we do have a lot of information, a lot of studies, and some interesting news that you have all found, but before we get to it, tell us a little bit about what is the South Carolina Council on Competitiveness. A lot of times we see that name associated with numbers and studies, but people don't have a full grasp of exactly who you are and what you all do. Okay, great. Thanks, Kara, um, and thanks for the opportunity to be here. So let me just start with the scholastic mission, okay? So um, we were set up as a nonprofit collaborative organization of companies, educational institutions, public sector partners working together to develop and advance the state's long-term competitiveness strategies. We were branded as New Carolina for a few years of our lifespan, so you may have seen an iteration um, during that time. Uh, for the, the why are we here, we were begat nearly 20 years ago as state leaders identified the need to do more to diversify and strengthen our economic base. Uh, we have no term in to this compact that we've made with the state. I guess you could sort of represent us with an infinity sign. We have a long-term look. We, we think in terms other than intervals of an academic year or an election cycle, or, or even my personal best time in a half marathon, which, which is not very much. Um, as for the how we do what we do, we do our part to advance the state's long-term competitiveness and, and, and focus on three things, right? So the backbone of what we do every day is nurture and manage industry clusters. In fact, we um, helped you know, 20 years ago introduce the concept of clusters to the state. Um, but when we first started, we tried being the Noah's Ark of clusters. I think maybe we had 15 at any given time, something like managing two of each species. Um, but however, today we are hyper-focused on signature sectors that give South Carolina a unique competitive uh, brand advantage. So think aerospace, technology, cybersecurity, and supporting all modes of logistics, whether it is rail, roads, maritime, air freight. And the wonderful thing is, each of these clusters has a full-time director who wakes up every single day thinking about working toward growing these sectors, boots on the ground. Um, and then the second part and, and an evergreen issue for, for us and for the state is education and workforce development, right? We wanna do our part to ensure all students and workers are equipped for careers, college and citizenship. And, and toward that end, we have education and workforce programs embedded within each of our industry clusters as well as standalone K through 12 projects like Transform SC. And then the last, the last part, sort of the third, third part to the, the bar stool is industry research for both exploration and application, such as economic impact studies and looking for that aha moment on which we can and, and, and in working with others develop solutions. So, but that also would include developing industry sponsored research projects through our SC Fraunhofer USA Alliance. Sorry, we negotiated with German research partners on that, <laughs> that name um, in partnership with South Carolina Department of Commerce. So um, offers up matching dollars, real money. So even though we have this sort of kaleidoscopic 
uh, architecture because we actually have advisory bodies attached to each of our signature initiatives, right? We tell our partners we do this work for you, but we cannot do it without you. So one day we're slogging through economic impact numbers and the next we're, we're on our hands and knees helping to fashion a flight exhibit at a children's museum. So it's a lot of fun, even if some days in the, in the uh, phrase of a friend of mine, it's like juggling a, a, a bowling ball, a, a hacksaw and a cream puff all at one time. Okay. So let me quickly follow up on that. Uh, on your clusters, you mentioned aerospace, logistics and cybersecurity. Was there a, were there any more than that? Or was that it? So, so we, we have cybersecurity and technology uh, encompassing, sort of subsuming each other. Even though it's sort of like innovation, we know that tech and cybersecurity touch every industry, every company, every employee every day. But then the other is logistics, our SE logistics. And it too, like innovation and technology and cyber, um, has this cross-sectoral touch point, right? Um, but... We, we do what we can to support uh, peer groups like the Trucking Association, public agencies like Department of Commerce, Department of Transportation, uh, the Maritime Association. Uh, we work with some of the major commercial airport operators on the air freight side of things. So it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Logistics is a lot of fun. It really is the magic sauce of our economy, right? Because it, it touches everything. We got to get our stuff that we make out the door farther, faster, better. And who are your employees? So um, our team is, uh, we have a communications hub. Um, Adrian Beasley uh, runs that. And we also have directors across um, each of the initiatives. Uh, Suzanne Dickerson heads up our SC Fraunhofer USA Alliance. Taylor uh, Jackson heads up our SC Logistics. Stephen Astimborski heads up our SE Airspace, Kim Christ, heads up our tech and cybersecurity initiatives. And then we have a project uh, uh, coordinator, Callie Price, who actually is a law school grad um, and uh, decided like myself, she wanted to work off the legal beaten path. Um, and uh, Jennifer Wu is our office administrator. I think I got Good. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> And then do you, uh, being a, a charity, do you have a board and who's on your board? We do. We do. We have, um, we, we are recognized by the Internal Revenue Code as a 501c3 public charity. So that means that uh, contributions to us, you know, could be tax deductible. Just throw in, open up the cookie jar there. And um, so we do have a board of directors of, of business and community leaders across the state. Um, and is chaired by uh, Mr. Ed Sellers. Good. So uh, an initial look at some of the studies that you've recently conducted, your organization, would appear that what you're doing is working because we are seeing a lot of growth in South Carolina in the industries and in those clusters that you mentioned up top. Can we start with technology? Because, you know, uh, just up 95, Raleigh, uh, that triangle area has become a leader in technology on the East Coast. Are we starting to see some of that growth here? What are you finding in your numbers and, and where and what are you doing with those numbers? Yeah, so so that's interesting. And you know, some other jurisdictions do put out sort of a state of technology report every year. And what's interesting is South Carolina keeps uh, simmering up up the, the rankings and, and listings, right? 
um, much to other surprise, but not really uh, no surprise to us. So when we rolled. And what, let me interrupt you, what study was that you say? So the, the North Carolina Tech, as an example, the North Carolina Technology Association puts out a state of technology report, and right. it, does, it does have a series of, of rankings. And, and South Carolina, uh, you know, wonderfully ranks its position very nicely, you know, within the top 10, top 15 um, of all states in some of, uh, you know, let's say growth over the past five years or the projected growth over the next five to seven years. And we're already seeing that um, not only in the data, but, but certainly in, in working with companies and communities across the state. So just in December, we rolled out the state's first, at least in recent memory, a comprehensive economic impact study on the tech sector. And, what, uh, and by the way, we, we utilized Dr. Joey Von Nessen, a research economist, um, $89 billion impact of the state's tech industry. Now, I, I don't wanna get into a pinky finger wrestling contest with the state's other big economic industries, right? But that's pretty significant. And it shows a couple of things. It shows that we are continuing to aggressively diversify our economic base. And it shows that we are attracting, developing and deploying tech, not only for pure tech, but also to support our other big um, industries like advanced manufacturing and logistics. And these are well-paying jobs on average closing in on $80,000 a year. And I know Bernie as a reformed DOR director, when you start looking at compensation being paid uh, in the state and, and you know, potentially adding to the tax base, that, that's, that's always good news for, for our state. They pay taxes. They, they pay taxes, <laughs> right? So um, and, and interestingly enough, when we updated our logistics economic impact study, because these two are sort of threaded together, um, we saw that logistics in South Carolina is growing faster than the national rate. Um, I think a little over 54% versus 45% nationally. So then we dug in to see where are we seeing the biggest growth, where, you know, which subsector are we seeing the biggest growth. And what we saw is that logistics is increasingly relying on tech, right? Technology efficiencies of getting our stuff out the door um, farther, faster, better. And in fact, three times as much um, increase in 2020 as compared to, to 2010. And the, the number of tech firms I see from your study, the number of tech firms has grown 254% since 2000. That's obviously extremely impressive. And the total employment of South Carolina tech is 180,801. So that's a pretty good percentage of the, of the South Carolina workforce. It is, it is. And, and we tried to be very, um, we, we took defining technology very seriously. So, uh, because if you, you know, we, we drew on the Dun & Bradstreet data set as well as Bureau of Labor Statistics occupational data. Um, when we sort of use the, the fancy NAICS code, right, out of, out of the data and, and trying to count the number of tech firms and, and tech jobs and, in South Carolina, um, it was massive, tens of thousands, right? because a lot of business and professional services grabs a little bit of everything. In fact, we had to go in and spend some time scrubbing out bail bondsmen, right, at, at, out of the data set, 
because we we wanted to be very targeted. <laughs> not now. There's anything wrong with bail bondsmen. I, I I hope I don't need one one day. At, at two a.m. on a Saturday night, you know, a bail bondsman's important. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm hoping I don't find out anytime soon. <laughs> um, but we wanted to be very targeted because we knew, again, getting back to applied research, using this research to develop solutions, we wanted to be able to look to this data to figure out, well, two things. One, it's a great marketing promotional opportunity. Pat ourselves on the back, look how great we're doing, certainly helps with our economic prospects and recruitment. However, we also wanted to dig in and figure out, okay, where are some opportunities where we can fulfill the need so we can continue to grow and meet the economic needs of our state. Let's talk a little bit about aerospace because it is uh, growing gangbusters. Of course, we all follow the Boeing announcement. Uh, I think one of your colleagues, I love this quote, uh, in conjunction with Lockheed Martin's uh, contract up in the upstate, something about Greenville being the F-16 capital of the world, or it could call itself that. I mean, that's impressive talk. So tell us a little bit about the numbers, what you're finding there, and what they're telling us about manufacturing jobs and our future in South Carolina. Yeah, so, so the timing's interesting too. In fact, uh, Lockheed Martin is uh, a key aerospace partner for us in our cluster um, aerospace work. And in fact, we, we showcased Mike Fox yesterday on our monthly partner spotlight uh, series. And, and it's a great story. When you, when you ask most people, where is aerospace in South Carolina? You know, a lot of times they sort of want to drift down 26 toward Charleston, North Charleston. Um, but when we looked at the data and we looked at the number of firms that are inside of the aerospace space, it's actually pretty evenly distributed, um, you know, across the three major regions of the state, right? The low country, the Midlands and the upstate. Um, but certainly now with Lockheed Martin's uh, expansive growth uh, with the F-16 fighter jet and in uh, both production and, uh, and maintenance, it, Greenville is just going to continue to e explode in that area. So if we, if we sort of throw out the champagne cork burst of information around aerospace, we've got over 136,000 employed. We've got an economic impact of nearly 29 billion with more, uh, I think more than 400 error firms um, right now. So it, yes, South Carolina is the F-16 jet fighter capital of the world. We can, I think we can say that. And do we have North Carolina and Georgia have huge aerospace industries. Do we have any firms in South Carolina that are suppliers to them, but on the South Carolina side of the line? So, so I, and it, I've got some expertise. I, if I could need a phone and a friend, right? Um, the wonderful thing with our suppliers inside of South Carolina is they're supplying all over the world, right? So it, it, it wouldn't be surprising to me if, if they are, um, you know, a direct supplier over, um, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting a. Did you just win the lottery? Yeah, I, I know, I know. She's out of here. She's running. <laughs> I know. I had to, 
I had to shut off my phone is what I had to do. Uh, it's not <laughs> enough that I've got a portable ice maker because my refrigerator ice maker is broken. Uh, good, good luck trying to find appliance to purchase these days. So I promise it's not Friday margarita time if you, if you hear that. Actually, I was about ready to start driving over. I was hoping that it's been a week, Susie. So if you got them going, I'm coming over. Yeah, margarita, margarita time would be 90 minutes, not now, please. Well, well, you know, some people would say their favorite cluster is, um, uh, you know, is Napa, Sonoma Valley, right? The wine cluster. <laughs> they've, they've got caps and corks production and talent and, and grape vines. Um, and they've got wine economists. I mean, how would you like to go to work every day and sort of pair up your input output analysis with a, a nice cab? Susie, if you if you change professions, I will carry your bag, shine your shoes. If you decide to go that route and take that job, I'll do whatever it takes to work with you. Just, here, just here. laying that out there. Here, here. So to answer your question, um, before I forget about it again, is yes, we do have suppliers who supply North Carolina, um, Georgia, and Florida. And what training programs do we have for the aerospace industry at the tech schools and four-year colleges? Oh, we've got, I, I want to say, certainly more than 35 training programs across the state. Um, certainly Trident Tech College um, in the Lowcountry uh, has opened up its aeronautical training center, uh, which will actually uh, do even more than aeronautics, uh, do uh, advanced manufacturing training as well, both credit and non-credit bearing. Uh, Greenville Technical College uh, certainly has, they also have direct programs um, and as well as pre-apprenticeship programs and registered apprenticeship programs with companies to provide uh, that training. And then, you know, to the extent, you know, CNC training and um, that other type of training, you know, more of the technical training, Midlands Technical College and a number of other of the two-year techs also provide. We also have now at the University of South Carolina a bachelor's, bachelor's of Aerospace Engineering program. Uh, there's the Dr. Ronald E. McNair um, Aerospace Science Center um, inside the College of Engineering and Computing at UFSC um, that has a very robust uh, industry-sponsored research as well as um, academic programs to, to turn out our next generation of aerospace engineers and personnel. We're running short on time and there's so much data. Uh, we'll let you tell everyone how they can tap into that at the end, but are there just a couple of takeaways for folks from the economic development world who might be watching that haven't looked at the numbers yet? Um, a couple of eye-opening moments for you, uh, when you started looking at some of this data that you could give us before we have to say goodbye? Um, well, you know, certainly, um, again, kind of going back to the point of this, this data does tell the story. It tells a, a, a great story about South Carolina's diverse economic base. Um, we're certainly not a, a, a one horse, one pony show. And, and there, it also means that we have a lot of opportunities for growth. You know, we're seeing uh, net migration into the state and uh, our state and local and regional economic developers are seeing an incredible number of RFIs and announcements around a whole host of industries, agribusiness for instance. And so lots of, lots of great opportunities to, um, to keep the momentum going in the state. 
How can people tap into information uh, that you all are producing or if they want to learn more about what you do, Susie? So um, our website is sccompetes.org. We are also active on our social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, even Twitter. Um, first time I had, a I had to set up a, a Twitter login was when I first arrived at the council a few years ago. So um, um, reach out to us. We, we would love to connect. Susie Shannon is the president and CEO of the South Carolina Council on Competitiveness. And it's so nice to always see your passion about what you do and that great smile and just sharing some of this good news with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Kara. Thanks, Bernie. All right. Yes. Emily's behind the scenes waving right now. Emily makes it happen here on The Buzz. If you haven't checked her out, Emily Eckerd. You can find her on the NP Strategy website. And thanks for joining us on The Buzz with Bernie. We'll see you next time, everybody. Mm -hmm.